Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Tom Foolery with TNK uh, podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. I'm very excited for this episode because my boy Brandon here is joining us. This is uh, uh, the thing we've been hyping up. So, but yeah, I was telling Brandon, you know, happy to have you here, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known him since first grade as well. Yeah. Oddly enough, there seems to be a trend right now of bringing people I've known since yeah, first grade. Yeah, we're all like childhood friends, you know. Pretty much. I mean, you, yeah. Catherine, and Cameron, I've all known yeah. since Southport Christian School. I've known crazy. Catherine since preschool, dude. Literally. Oh, yeah, you've known yeah, her Yeah, I've known Catherine. I think Cameron maybe about as long, maybe close give or to take, it. give or take. Yeah, but yeah, I've known Brandon for a while here. He's gonna be here discussing on a lot of the topics that we've previously brought up, mm-hmm. replying. You know, he's got some stuff he wants to say. We'll probably bring him some new stuff. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to tell about yourself before? Sure. It off? Yeah, I was actually on this podcast a while back when we talked mm. about Infinity War. Um, that was fun. Very. I true. don't know if anybody listening will remember. Other that. people that listened. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm gonna run up though, remember. But yeah, I was on then. Um, me and Thomas, we've known each other for ever. We're like best friends, basically. So, I mean, yeah, I, I just I go to UNC Charlotte. I'm about to be a senior now. I'm in computer science and whatnot. Um, nice I'm sure some people listening to this probably know me. I mean, obviously, Thomas's close friends like Chris and them do. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than what I like to do, I mean, I like to hang out. I like to game. I game with Thomas all the time. I like writing poems once in a while. You know, kind of get my thoughts out. But yeah. All right, so thank and thank you for sharing that with us. Mm-hmm. I open this up with mm-hmm. all of my other podcasts, mm-hmm. and I'll open up with you too. Yeah, with all the riots, all the protests going on, mm-hmm. I know you feel strongly in all of your areas. What does the Black Lives Matter mean to you, per se? Well, I mean, I'm sure I don't know if your viewers probably don't know this, but I have a, probably a different view than most of your viewers or listeners, or not your listeners necessarily, but uh. The people that come on before me have... Which is another reason I had so, to come yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. It's important to get a, a diverse different perspective. perspective. So, like, when it comes to, like, the, uh, the actual protests, like, the other, like, the peaceful ones and whatnot, like, I'm all for it, you know? Like, I get their message. Their message is important, you know? I get why they're, like, it's from their perspective. From their perspective, they're feeling some sort of injustice, and they have every right and liberty to go out and protest and speak their mind and get and spread their voice, you know? They have their freedom in America to do so, you know, like I, 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 I indulge it, you know, as long as they go about it in a way that doesn't harm anybody else or even themselves. I mean, I'm all for it, you know, but, uh, when it comes to like the, I mean, the, the riots, I mean, you know, I'm sure some people have different opinions, but I think when it comes to, um, like you see on the news a lot, like the cops will pepper spray, like pretty much everybody that's out there, you know, protesters, mm-hmm. rioters, news people, anybody. And I think the main reason why they're being, like a lot of them are being so enforceable is because to them, they see anybody as a potential rioter. And not to say that there are, like most of them are peaceful. There's the the small group, and a lot of them are Antifa, you know, I don't know if a lot of people listening know who Antifa is. They're, they're anti, anti-fascists who fight against fascism in America because they think that a lot of America is fascist, so they use fascism to fight fascism, sadly, and they like use they and they encourage violence and use it as an excuse if that person has a different opinion than what they have. They think, oh, let's go and fight those people, punch them in the face. They they might be Nazis. Let's go, let's go beat them up. You know, I mean, that's that's no, if you listen, if you watch and keep up with Antifa, that's that's what they do. I'm not saying that's the only group, but there's other groups as well. And I wouldn't attribute Black Lives Matter to something like Antifa. The thing about Black Lives Matter is. Like obviously you have a great like like voice when it comes to Black Lives Matter. Your perspective and everything is very very like balanced. But everybody in Black Lives Matter doesn't think the same way. You know, not everybody in there has the same like pre- message. You know, a lot of them have say, say we want justice for Black lives. A lot of them say we want to have whites pay for the past sins of, of their ancestors. And then a lot of those ones will say other things. And it's like the message isn't consistent are- everywhere. You know, and that's with every group. You know, that's with. I mean, everybody. And there are, there are definitely extremists. Yeah. So, and I wouldn't even say Black Lives Matter is the main group of protesters. And there are people that are like really? putting the title up there as, oh, I'm Black Lives Matter. And, but then they'll go out and protest and violence. I would say if you're Black Lives Matter and you don't want, and you want to have your message matter, don't, associate, don't let those people associate themselves with your group. You know, if you want to be like, Black Lives Matter has been around for, since the civil rights movement, probably, right? I mean... For, for a while. Yeah, yeah, for a while. I mean, and, like, if you really want that message to get heard, you gotta just... Don't... Don't encourage... And definitely don't... For one, don't encourage the riots. Don't don't condone them at all. You need to 
go out of your way to say, hey, like this is just not okay. Like I, I, we, we need to get this message across and the riots are just taking away from what their, their whole goal is, you know? So I'm trying to figure out a word list because you, you bring up some very interesting mm-hmm. points. Um, I want to touch on two things. One being uh, something you had said and then the other one being um, like of the message. Well, let's start with this. What yeah. do you think, and as concisely as you can, the mm-hmm. main, that you feel the message being portrayed right now by the BLM movement is? Do you think it's contradictory to what it's supposed to be? Or like, Well, what do you... okay, so I think, well, I, I think I understand what the message is. It's like, they don't, they, they, they don't like the, that they, they believe that there's racial injustice against black people from like the police department and whatnot and from this country and some what go to the extent of from this country in general. Okay. And I think the problem is that to sit there, you know, to make the claim that some will make the claim, not all, but also obviously, but some will make the claim that all cops are racist or the majority of the cops are racist or the system itself is targeting against blacks. And you have to sit, step back and say, okay, how is that true? How can we prove that? How can we argue that in a way that can convince people, you know? You gotta, you can't just make this blanket statement that says, oh, these people are bad, let's get rid of them. Like, there's people in, look, you look at Seattle, I don't know if you've heard of uh, mm-hmm. the Ka- Chaz people, the people that are making their own, like, city, basically. They took over a whole part of chunk of Seattle, and they basically become an anarchy because they got rid of all the police there, and the mayor just said, oh, here, take my place, basically. Interesting, because I've, yeah. I've heard very differing things on that, that, that agree and disagree with that. I don't now, know I, how you can like condone the Chaz group, you know, because they're literally taking, they're they're making the businesses there pay ransom basically for 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 being there. They took they fenced it all off, which I think is ironic that they put up a wall to block off Chaz, but then they'll get on Trump for building the wall on the southern border. You know what I mean? Like I think it's ironic, you know. I mean, and I, I, I like how can you call him racist for doing that when you're walling off the whole city to keep out the cops and everything and using guns of the it's just I think it's ironic but you know from what I have heard and the things I have seen it, it it's more peaceful than the media is portraying it what the 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 pro- protest or not the protest that just that specific thing with with them walling off because that you know that that essentially is that's a commune yeah they're it's trying not to make it into like a anarchy a, that's the definition of a commune well I mean when they've gotten rid of all law they've declared themselves basically as their own you know society and they've kicked out all the police and stuff I don't in my opinion, I don't think getting rid of the police is going to solve the problem, you know? Like, defunding the police isn't going to... If you want to fix the police system, fix it. Don't get rid of it. Because that's that's going to disadvantage the people that actually need the cops for, like, emergencies. If someone's robbing your house, you know? Who are you going to call? What's, what's going to happen when you call 911 and it says, sorry, this number is unavailable? You know what I mean? Well, like, I don't think that one will ever be unavailable. But well, I, what I, happens when they defund them and they go somewhere else, you know? That whole city is left with nothing to so support them. defunding you know? the police... And this, this is my... And I know you're just, from your perspective. Yeah, of course. Um, defunding the police doesn't mean that you're going to get rid of them. To I, some people that does, though. That's the problem. And that's understandable, but you got to think of it this way. Yeah. We've been funding the police for so long, mm-hmm. and a lot of people, which, and again, no, not all cops are bad. Yeah. That's, that's, definitely, that's definitely valid. Mm-hmm. But there are still corrupt people within that so. system. Yeah, now, and something yeah. you and I had talked on is that, you know, I don't think it's all just about racism or all just about police brutality. Mm-hmm. The, the common ground I think we can find is that it points to a corrupt system. Yeah, I and, wouldn't. I wouldn't agree. I disagree. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree. And so, with that, defunding the police just means that you're you're taking away that money, in order to help funnel it into the necessary channels to help people and and talk about like preventative uh, crime preventatives. You know, you have uh, such a high, and I have to this on my phone, but I won't get into the specifics yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, you have such a high group of people that are that have mental issues or yeah. have stress, anxiety, all these different things. And cops, when you when you look at the, the mm-hmm. coursework, they aren't trained to handle these issues in a non-lethal manner. And so if you put more agree, yeah. money into funding for psychologists, school mm-hmm. therapists, um, other, other related things like public education and public mm-hmm. works, I think that's going to help people get on the right track. I, and, I just I completely agree. You know, like the whole cop system needs to be changed. The way they go about, it, the way they train, the way they hire, they need to do more into reforming. I I completely one hundred percent agree. You know, like this stuff wouldn't be an issue if there wasn't something that needed to be changed. It always needs to be changed. You know, like we've had look at look at other government systems. Like for example, the DMV. 
can you to name of time when you've gone there and you hadn't wait, had to wait for hours and then the oh, service God. is just awful. The whole problem with government funded thing, I think sadly, the sad thing is the police system is one of the better or if not the best government funded system. That's sad to say, you know, like wow. look at the other ones, you know, that's really sad because like the ones the other ones like public services, like, like public health, all that stuff. It's so crappy compared to like something that's good. Imagine if the DMV was owned by a private business. I mean, look at security guards. Do you think security guards like have to worry about like the stuff that police no. do? No, exactly. They're trained literally to do their job because otherwise they don't get paid. Cops, you know, police, the police system, they're getting paid by taxes and they're they're kind of just being put there because they kind of have to be. You know, it, the incentive and the whole structure around it is different than the, the mindset of what a private business would have. And you obviously can't have a whole privatized police force system that wouldn't work you know not in a big public society where people need that because then how do you distribute to everybody that can't afford it you know which it's interesting you say that because recently and i, I talked about i brought this up with cameron mm. in my last podcast mm. was that there was a put before all this happened there was mm. a push and democrats and republicans had shut it down which was going to supply military-grade weaponry to police well so I mean, I, just, I, I don't even... Do you, do you think right now that police have potentially gained too much power and are doing more than they should have to do? Well, I guess what do you mean by too much power? Why would you think it's too much power? I think that police brutality can be tied in to a, a, an authoritative or authoritarian complex. Yeah, Where they, they feel like they have more yeah. authority than they actually do. Course, and I yeah. think that also ties into background checks and other things where some police officers that are police officers should not have been police officers if there was a stricter background of check. Of course, yeah, of course. So I, I just find that very interesting. Uh, I know yeah. that there are other points you want to bring yeah, up. Yeah, so speaking about your other podcast, I had to bring this up because I listened to the podcast with no, you and Catherine, and I love you and Catherine very deeply. This is where you guys are like guys my, my best friends, you know. But I noticed that um, Catherine especially, I don't know if you did it as much as Catherine, loved to generalize the stereotype white people that she said stuff like they love to see this white people love to listen to rap all white people love to see crime in this and see that and you know the whole idea is kind of generalizing stereotyping white people as all of them they're just a they you know we're not just a, a they we don't all no, i'm pretty sure the majority of people could you even say they all listen to, to rap and whatnot you know like you can't generalize and say that like they all just see blind people or see this as this way you know like most people don't you know most people don't we're not saying that black people love to commit crime you know that's just not true you can't argue that what we're saying is like there are those statistics that show that that this out of per capita this group might be more likely to commit these crimes so that's not saying they love to commit those crimes of course it doesn't mean that you know like but you when you ha you have to look into really why is that why are these statistics the way they are you know it's not even just about what the truth about who's doing more crimes and whatnot like it's obviously it's not like black people are committing more crimes than white I mean, that's just not true but we have to look into why what are the actual issues in these different communities you know so um like, it's the same, like, that, the reason why I brought that up is, like, it's the same argument that we're fighting against racism, racism groups, but minorities, like, white people in this group of saying, oh, we see them differently, or, oh, we, uh, we think they all think this way, which is the same argument that, like, we're fighting, you can't stereotype white people as saying, oh, they all love this, or they all love that, you know, it's the same, it's kind of hypocritical, you know, that's why I just thought I had to bring that up. No, 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 that's a very valid point, and yeah. I, I will grant some other podcasts, you know, maybe I was leaning yeah. too much towards one side. Um, generalizing and stereotyping uh, the white community as, as a whole, yeah, you're right, you can't do that. No. But at the same time, I feel like where the area that we're in, and it's also based off of experience. Of course, yeah. It's but all for the everyone that I've interacted you know? with, I haven't experienced it as much, but from the people that I have talked to, especially when I went to A&T, where mm -hmm. I started talking to people that were that grew up in a black neighborhood or from a lower mm -hmm. income family or went to a more public publicized school, mm -hmm. I definitely feel like and in certain areas, it's more of a... I'm trying to figure out how I want to word this. The people that I've seen will tend to generalize, generalize and stereotype. Oh, course, yeah. not, 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 not just blacks, yeah. but like other also men. other minorities. They'll see Mexicans a certain way. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I don't disagree with that. There's stereotypes out there, some of which may have some truth in them, some of which are just flat out just wrong, you know? But, like, is it... 
wrong to like look into okay why are people seeing things this way obviously you can't sit there and generalize people because not all white people think the same not all white people think the same not all mixed sense people think the same otherwise if that was the case there wouldn't be black conservatives there wouldn't be mexican conservatives there wouldn't be white liberals you know it wouldn't it, like not to associate a political party with the race but if you look at who's in those groups more you could i guess you know, you could look at this in, in a way, and say, in a way. like, oh, this group tends to go this way and this group tends to go that way. But the problem with that is you go into what's called identity politics, which is putting an identity on each race based on what they do and what they believe and say these people do that thing. And if you want to get rid of the problem, you have to not group people in these certain groups and put associated things with them. Obviously, there are those subgroups of people in that one group, like, for example, like black people, like they're, they're, they're not living the right lives they should be like. They're not going to school they're not like staying like i'll get more into that later but yeah so um, but, but real quick before you move on yeah um just as a quick reply would yeah. you say though with whites do make up a, a vast majority of the u.s yeah the minorities do you think that certain with what Catherine had said do you think mm-hmm. that certain that media though has kind of whether it was unintentional or not mm-hmm. pushed a bias or a stereotype Onto people because if you think well, about it, we're a product of our yeah. environment. So well, let me ask you this: Would you say it could be on the other side as well? Would you say the media that pro- that promotes the the other sides, like the black sides or the minority sides, are being made to see white people a different way? You know, like to be fair, would you would you disagree with that? I mean, well, um, my reply to that is: What stereotype do you think they would be imposing on that side? Of well, I mean, group? I'm not trying to like think for the people necessarily, but like I hear a lot of the time that like. Minorities will see white people as like racist, or they, or they have all this like. I, I mean, I mean, you could go on and on and on about like how other people. I'm not trying to tell you how no, minorities see I white know. people and how white people see minorities, but at the same, at the, at the end of the day, the you point think it's is, like a dual sided coin type. Yeah, thing. I mean, obviously, you have to give, you have to see both sides and say there's fault in both sides. Both people see have misunderstandings about both people. You know, everybody has a misunderstanding about everybody. At the end of the day, you know, and what the, we need to think like outside and see both sides and look at the bigger picture and realize that we're all going to think differently. We're all going to see each other differently. And we're all, cause we're all, we have this natural kind of bias where we try to compare things to other people. You know, it's like when we're going to get something that costs less than something else, you're comparing that price of something to something else, you know, not just based on its own inherent value, which is a problem with human beings. You know, we don't look at things objectively. We look at things very subjectively based on what we know, the context outside of it, you know? Do you like, think we should look at the more objective? Well, we should, it's as logical as we try to be, it's very, very hard to not, and, but we have to decide what are we going to do with that, you know? What are we going to do with that, that we see different people? Are we going to see people differently in a negative way? Are we going to see, pe- try to see people differently and associate them with different things and attribute different things to them and, like, treat them a different way? And the answer is no, right? I mean, Interesting. you shouldn't, And but like, how do you, get to that but i was gonna go into um another point point. sorry so so um i'm sure you probably haven't seen this a lot but like there are these some of these people in um not necessarily black lives matter but just people that are going with this movement in general who think that white people still owe blacks like for slavery that happened over 100 years ago like their their great-grandparents or whatever like put had their great-grandparents in slavery and now we're saying apologize apologize for the crimes and the sins committed way back then but the problem is you can't do that and i'll bring up something i'm sure that probably nobody knows so my great-grandmother i just found this out recently so my great-grandmother apparently was was raped by a black guy and that's awful right but my grandmother both my grandmother and my mother didn't know about this till they were grown adults and the reason why my grandmother didn't bring it up to them is because she didn't want them to see black people as all rapists. Can you imagine if my whole family was just told that, oh, based on what this had, this had happened in the past, that we should see all black people as rapists? Like, we probably wouldn't even be best friends, you know? Like, it would just be, like, you can't, the problem is, if you tell people from, like, a young age to see races differently, then based on some action they did to you, or, like, if you hold resentment, and try to portray it on from generation to generation, you'll have this problem of people seeing other people differently. And it's, it, that's the problem. You Like, we can't blame this generation for the sins of the past generation. But just like my great-grandmother didn't blame, like, 
the black person had had also raped other people before her as well, and then and you know what happened to him? He got the electric chair. You know, it's that's how bad it was back then. You know, that that's how bad it was to do those things. But like, you know, like what do you, what are your thoughts on that? I I think there are, there are three things that I, I want to tie into that with mm-hmm. replying. Yeah. The first one being that you talked about how your grandmother was raped, and then mm-hmm. you talked about how if they were told from a certain mindset or from a young age, you know, how it, it could have potentially affected certain dynamics or how we would have mm-hmm. been friends. But th- I think in a way you, you validate a point that I made, though, mm-hmm. was that sadly you're f- not everybody's like our families. Exactly, and you're absolutely right. They're going to – I think sadly more people are unlike that because – if you if that had happened, which I think happens with a lot of families, whether they're mm-hmm. white or not, but again, I think whites make up a majority mm-hmm. to where it does happen, which is why racism exists, mm-hmm. and they either see other parents interact, or a product of our environment, or mm-hmm. they hear about that from an age, and they're like, they either they're fearful, fearful, or they already make uh, an assumption or associate them with stereotype, and I think that's what happened. So, mm-hmm. in a way, yeah, what your grandmother did was great, uh, and at the same time, like. I know a plenty of other people or plenty of other parents with, or, or their parents or whatever that will do that mm-hmm. and enforce that, that stereotype. And I think yeah. a lot of people from true. a generation before are still a little so the, racist. And I don't disagree with you. You're absolutely right. There are those people, you know. And obviously, let's get this clear this up. There's, there's still racism. I'm not saying there isn't. There's always there's still racism. There's probably still even systematic like, there's probably still systems in this society that are racist, you know? So, do you, still... do you personally believe in systemic racism? Well, let me ask you this. What do you define, what is systemic racism, and what is, name, can you name me a piece of legislation that is racist in itself? Well, first off, uh, fuck you, because I'd have to go back and look at the Constitution. Yeah. But, um, I mean, no, because we, we ended up going over this in history class. Um, yeah. I can't, off the top of my head, I cannot instantly say that one is racist, but I can say that one was sexist. I, I think, could I think, probably name you one that was racist. Which one? Well, you'll probably, you'll probably find this, uh, well, first off, I, I, I gotta make this point that when it comes to racism, I, I personally see it as a, as a hard issue. I don't see it as like a group issue or a, or a system issue. I see it as like, you can't. Like you, just like really? like gay, like same sex marriage, you can't tell people not to love each other. Just like you can't make people love each other. You can't enforce a law. There, no matter how many laws you put in place, you can't make people want to love each other and see people the same. Which you know? I have a perfect reply to that. Yeah. To continue. But like that, like you can't, you can't do that. Like as much as you try, you can put all the laws you want in, but at the end of the day, there will always still be racists. There will always still be people that see people differently on both sides, and. There's only so much you can do about that. The, only, the main thing I would say to do about that is share love with those people. Even if you don't like them. Even if they're awful to you and treat you differently. But I was going to say the one, the, the one piece of legislation that is racist is abortion. And the reason why I say that, and you might think that's weird, but the reason why I say that Definitely. is it has done nothing to change the minority status for, my, for, the mi- for minorities. And the reason is, is because it was put in place to, I mean, uh, uh, some people could argue this. To, to, to keep minorities like a minority and like because look at the let me see if I have um, let me see if I have the number I have the numbers actually right here somewhere yeah so uh, 40% of, of abortions are black and and they're five times more likely than whites per capita to commit an, to have an abortion and abortion is actually the number one killer of African Americans in this in, in this country and we we don't we don't want to talk about that though. That's the problem. We don't want to talk about that because it's 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 gross to talk about it. We don't want to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that though. And that's the problem is we talk about cops killing white black people. We talk about the system putting black people at disadvantage. But we're not talking about the biggest like threat to African Americans in this society is the fact that that this system is put in place and it's legalized and it's allowing like it's keeping people from from building up more and more generations or just cutting off generations and. Like, how can we say that, oh, like, this group is a minority and this group is oppressed if we're not letting them reproduce and grow and, and have more and more generations, you know? Um, but, um, but yeah, I'll let you say what you need to say. Interesting to statistic. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, very interesting. What are you, what are you trying, I'm trying to backtrack so I don't I don't jump ahead. Sorry if I'm much. jumping all over the place. No, no, yeah, you this are you space. are a little bit, but it's yeah. okay. I'll manage. I just want to touch. On um, the I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. This. Uh, last point was abortion. The point before yes. that was uh, about racist, the legislation. Legislation. Yeah. So sorry if I'm jumping all over. No, no, the place. you're good. You're good. To touch um, on it because it kind of tangles onto it. But oh, uh, there was one thing you said before that I really. Oh, um, the heart. Yeah. The, the heart. heart. Uh, so what you said again about the heart. So I believe that racism is a heart thing. I think that like you can't. Like you can you can't put legislation in to make people not racist, you know. It's okay, that, thank you. That yeah, is exactly yeah, that's what I want to get to before so going. Go ahead and um, with with that and not being able to enforce laws, the perfect counter to that is Jim Crow laws. Yeah, you yeah. you can have these these things of legislation, but at the same time, when mm-hmm. when especially during slavery, when they said mm-hmm. they were free, the the slave owners kept the slaves for an extended period of yeah, time. Some of them before, did, yeah, before, of it wasn't some of them; it was all of them. Yeah, a, a vast majority. Yeah, yeah there, majority. there were some yeah, quote unquote good slave owners. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, I would say like eighty five percent still probably probably ninety to ninety five percent still. Of course, that. and that's not, that was and, that was wrong. Yeah, 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 but you you have you have this system, mm-hmm. and you can look at it historically, which some people may argue not to do that, but that's fine, whatever. Um, we came in after wanting to be free of tyranny, correct? Mm-hmm. So we come in, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But then we come up with this complex. And first and foremost, we threw over the Native Americans, mm-hmm. which was horrible. Trail of Tears, yeah. a bunch of other stuff. And mm-hmm. even even today, or not even today, but like for a very, very long time, they, they didn't even have land to go to. They were yeah. put on reserves like animals. So then you get to a point, okay, we meet this new race, boom, slavery. Some were taken from Africa, exported, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that provides like a diver, um, divide in culture and a bunch of other stuff. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Go through the Civil War, all of this other stuff. The, the U.S. still has a history of longer of being racist than it has of not being racist. And sure. for a lot of that, and even even with the whole civil rights movement and everything that happened with Dr. Martin Luther King, that was only two generations ago. So yeah. even for the people that, that were racist, then again, you can't instantly change people's minds. Yeah. Jim Crow laws, they weren't actual laws, but they were concept laws that people just did. You know, you walk into mm-hmm. a room or whatever, it's like, oh, well, we don't want you here. And even if you think you're not making a statement, you are, in a way, whether, especially if you have certain things with the Confederacy, because, yeah, people argue, that's part of my history, that's part of my culture. Okay, cool. Don't get rid of it. Put it in a museum. Acknowledge it. But at the same time, that don't can be... Use it as a symbol. It can be a sports yeah. for some people. Of course, yeah. And so, you take that, so that people from that generation end mm-hmm. up having children and everything else... Okay, well, they're still going to pass on some of their ideas, whether it's subconscious sure. or not, that are going to be in people's minds. Sure, of course. And then that's going to linger. Now, is racism dying out? I think racism is dying well, out. Well, back to my but point, it's can you name a piece of legislation that's enforcing like racism in our society that's putting... Well, these... that's the thing, though. You have people in power, because a lot of that legislation is up for the judicial interpretation. But if you have a majority of people in office or in the legislative branch that are majority white... I think they're going to have a certain mindset, and they're not going to have a diverse enough mindset. But how can you assume that, though? How can you assume that that based because they're white, that they're gonna that more than likely they're gonna have like policies that are against black people? Like, okay, well then let's the, not the, assume. Uh, let's let's look at the let's look at cases, cases where yeah a minority, whether it's African American mm-hmm. or Asian or, or Mexican, even. Glad you brought up Congress actually, because twenty two percent of Congress, one fifth of it is minority, which is actually more than almost double representation of black minor uh, minorities in the U.S., which make up what 14 percent. That's of the, the thing, though. If you're yeah. comparing one How fifth, that's only twenty percent compared to the other majority. That's not half. But, but I'm not saying fair. like that's double their representation in the actual country itself. You know, like we if minorities itself represent what fourteen or fifteen percent. The representation they have in Congress is almost double. So how can we sit here and say that these laws are being placed in, on, against them? You know, they have more than double representation because of the what they actually are. You know, was set up to help enact. I'm trying to make sure I word this correct because I don't want to screw it up. Yeah. Because for when our fathers came here and everything else, all the way up until now, mm-hmm. the the system is made to essentially give an advantage to whites. It was never designed for minorities because we never yeah, originally. Really yeah, of course, it. I will agree with you. But I think opinion. some of that still lingers, in in all of its ways. Now, I mean, granted, you know, I I can't do. I don't want to do research on the fly, so I'm talking in concept. Yeah. But again, with, with the case files, you know, there have been people where whether they have a history or not, where literally whether it's secondary murder, whether whether it's theft, 
And Cameron even brought this up, and he yeah. feels like he got off scot free a couple of times. Yeah, there's definitely isolated like, instances where this. Does I, happen, I wouldn't you know? say it's an isolated incident, though. I would say it's it's more of a majority than people realize, and that's something that we don't address. Similar to how your whole thing of abortion, we don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And so I think those are things that need to be addressed and need to be brought more into light because they're a bigger problem than they actually are. And I guarantee you, if we start looking at cases, whether you go on public record or anything, you'll find a very interesting percentage where that happens. And a lot of cases are being reopened because of that. And that also doesn't even begin to go into bribes and everything else that happened. That's, that's a whole different rabbit hole that I don't want to go down at the moment. Okay. Um, I actually wanted to um, uh, tell you something pretty interesting. I don't know if you knew this, but I had a... Uh, I know this is going to kind of be kind of random, and i got to make sure I get my... You're good. I'm actually going to pull out my phone so I can start doing some statistics to rebuttal you with. If you're throwing know, so many fun, fun fact... I had a distant relative named Charles Bloody. He was an uh, he was Italian because my on my mom's side it was all Native Americans, and on my dad's side it was people from Tyrol. So in reality, I don't think I even I don't think any of my generation even owned any slaves, you know. But but besides that, that's not even an argument. But the point is, um, he was actually did you know he was actually a part of the NAACP? So yeah, he was actually a part of the NAACP back in the day. Really? Yeah, and nice. he was, but the thing was the NAACP wasn't just made for people who were black or Mexican. It was made for people of color people, but back then Italian people were minor the minorities because they technically were color people, but now they're not. Why is that? Why do you think it is that those people that were considered minorities back then have somehow become less of, treated less like a minority? Why Why do you think that is? I'm sorry, I'm going to have to say that one more time. So I was saying, I was pointing out the fact that like my... But, relative to Charles Bloody was on the NAACP. He was also the governor of New York at one point as well, which I thought was okay. pretty crazy. But um, but at one point, it, he was part of the NAACP because the Italians were considered a minority. They were considered people of color because it was a cover color advancement, you know, advancement of color people. But now they're not considered a minority. Why do you think they've be gone beyond the minority status, even though I'm because sure they Because originally, when you, when you look at it, Italians, and especially the Irish, mm-hmm. were immigrants. And yeah. so any immigrant that were making its way into our world or the new world or whatever mm-hmm. uh, was considered a minority. But if you also look at it, there's a lot of racist times where people just did not want them here for the of longest course, time. Yeah. But that, that was the majority of the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so if you, if you can tell me that they're like looking at that and then looking at the uh, differences in sex inequality, whether it's come to pay or the workplace or something else that we have here today, I still would say that that's also equivalent to the to the rate of racism. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you know, for me personally, I've, I've had nothing but good experiences, but at the same yeah, time, so, I mean, you, you go to anywhere else, I mean, I feel like it's going to be, be more of an issue. That's great, and that proves that we're getting better. That yeah. your that chart, I, See, I forget. Just, that's the, funny. You what? said going other places. In your last podcast, you said Atlanta, and then you said Georgia, <laughs> the, the, which is in Georgia, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. <laughs> I, had I, to put that out. I thought it was funny. Sorry. I I, but, uh, I was going off of memory because a lot of the times I, I just kind of do this off the top of my head. No, no, you're good. I just but, thought it was um, funny. But um, but yeah, no. But I mean, if you do go to other places, I think it's gonna be a lot more. Because again, we we're in a, in a rural, you know, yeah, tourist town. Like that's, I I, I firmly believe that if you and I. Mm-hmm. Went to Seattle, yeah, Detroit, Chicago. We're gonna have a very different experience. Different experience. But what do you what's what the, what do you think? There's an f- interesting fact about a lot of these big cities is they're mostly minorities. A lot of minorities live in these big cities. I don't think you can disagree with that, right? I mean, I wouldn't say I'd say it's a melting pot. Yeah, it's definitely a melting pot. But, but like a lot, which out of the rest of the state, look at New York State for example. The most of the state is all red. It's all mostly white people in rural areas. But then you go to the city, and that makes up most of the vote, and that's almost all white people. And I was not. I know we don't like to make this about politics, of course, but I mean, you you can't avoid it. You know, you can't avoid. It uh, what it's about, and a lot of these cities are are blue or blue areas, whereas the areas outside of that, like outside of Philly and outside of New York, are, are red areas, and like most of these, like, like these, yeah, most of these people in these cities are Democrat, and the people that like, run them are Democrat, and like, and for example, you go to like Chicago, it's mostly black cops, mostly like black mayor. I don't even know, I can't tell you that for a fact, but like, where why are we blaming? the system that's supposed to be like that they're voting for they're voting for these people in power these the, the democratic party for example 
that is supposedly putting them at a disadvantage and putting them at these disadvantages that we're talking about. Like, why is that? Okay. Well, if we're going to be talking about disadvantages, let's go with this for two facts. Um, according to the Racial Wealth Divide Report, the mm. median black family owns only 2% of the wealth that the median white family owns. So if you also want to go into tax paying and mm-hmm. funding and school systems and everything else like that, that's a big part of it. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, well, you know, I know, Brandon, that you're a very big person. Uh, okay, well, you know, you're not defined by your life situation. You can make it out of there. You can go do yeah. as long as you put in the hard work. But in the U.S., black workers are less likely than white workers to be employed in a job that is consistent with their level of education. Additionally, black men and women are paid on average 13 to 39% less than white males respectively but why do you think that is though the question is like that may be true i'm not disagreeing with that but why what let's get to the root of why you think that is like why are they getting less of these jobs and why why is this the case because opposing to what you what you believe mm-hmm. i feel like whenever and again this again this is a for all business i'm not demonizing mm-hmm. people but you go to somewhere mm-hmm. you have a interesting last name or you walk in and you have like dreads or something else because part of your culture mm-hmm. or whatever you're black there is an automatic profile there's an automatic stereotype that i think is associated half of the time because whenever you go course, yeah. into these uh lower level cities what do you normally find black people or some other minority and that's what people think of and so they're like and i one of the best examples i can think of is Especially when it happens to research. And I've mm-hmm. had, especially at a and I've had people tell me this. Because, you know, I, I went in with a very similar mentality, Brandon, that, mm-hmm. that that was the case. And that you can get out of your situation or, oh, you know, you're, you're staying in there. You chose this life or whatever. But I don't think everything is that black and white. Especially in the research yeah. community and in the medical community. I didn't know that there was discrimination against research because discrimination of it. Discrimination in every area. You know, there always will be. At the end but of the it's day, higher right? than people would like to admit, man. Sure, like, it may be. But, but the point is... I think, and maybe, uh, let me ask you this, do you think that, how do I put this, um, I wrote, I just wrote a bunch of random shit down to be honest, but, uh, because I kind of wanted to touch I, I know a we're, bunch we're of jumping things, around here. but I like where we're going, I like where we're going, because I didn't even think we were going to go down this route, but, um, because I don't want to try to speak for the reasons as to why these people are here, these people are here, and everything like this, but, well, I mean, that's also why it's our opinion, we we're talk about what um, we know we've learned. We talk about causation and uh, correlation Causal and whatnot, um, but I think a lot of it has to do with the the, the culture that they're that they're raised in. I think that like not all the culture is bad, but like there are things in there that aren't. Let me ask you this: um, how, do I, how do I put this? Because I, I'm <laughs> hey, trying to think. My mind is just going all hey, over hey, the place. Hey, look, you, know? you take your time with that because there are. I did find some things that I wanted to reply with to put out yeah. there that I, I didn't word properly the first time. Uh, yeah. Some of it's going to be defunding the police since that was like a major point, mm-hmm. which I'm actually glad we talked about the police more because my other yeah. podcast, we didn't, we oh, were, you're still now? yeah, of course, I'm yeah, still yeah. recording. Well, was... but I, I do want to say this while you're thinking, so just mm-hmm. look through your notes, uh, listen a little bit if you can. Um, but part of it was, um, um, so here we go. I'll, I'll get to that because I, I do want to ask you about systemic racism. Let's go with this. So one question proposed was, don't higher crime rates lead to more police violence? Don't more white people die at the hands of police? Well, no. Um, well, some food for Who's thought. Who's arguing that, though? Uh, the Washington Post police shooting database. Okay. Um, it's not necessarily about... Crime, because the level of violent crimes in the U.S. do not determine the rates of police violence. According to data gathered by the Mapping Police Violence uh, Report, the police don't kill people based on whether or not there is more violence. Police kill more people because certain departments have more problems in terms of police being violent. It has nothing to do with their populations being more or less violent. And yes, more white people die, but look at the proportions. Food for thought. If you have five black people and 50 white people being arrested, and four of the black people are killed by police, whereas only six white people are killed. Yes, more white people technically died, but black people are still dying at rates that do not match up with how many of them there are in this country. Whereas in this scenario, almost all of those black people were killed. Why are they being killed at disproportionate rates? Why is there such a high disproportion? Well, let me say... But you don't have to reply to that because I know yeah. you're trying to... Well, I don't want to like, argue with another stat, 
But, I mean, we can't ignore the fact that they, like, if you look at, like, the fact that, like, I mean, obviously they don't commit half the crimes, but at, at per capita, they commit more, they commit more crimes proportionate to the percentage of the population that they make up. They permit, what, they're doing 40% of some of the crimes, sometimes 50% of violent crimes and whatnot. I mean, you can look at all the FBI statistics, but I feel like a lot of that, like, I don't think, okay, so there's this thing that, like, I don't know if you want to call it racial profiling or whatnot, and it, it exists. But they look at the fact, okay, um, and I think that you showed me a post about uh, the All Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter thing saying, like, all Which I, I do want to get to that. That yeah, was yeah, yeah, supposed yeah, yeah. to be my second question, and I didn't get to lead into that yeah. like I wanted to. I actually so. have a good uh, uh, analogy for that, and I, I agree with you. I think saying All Lives Matter is, it can be insensitive. Stay on topic. Yeah, we'll get back but, but let me Keep get going. to the point. So, um, what was I actually saying before? I forgot. Crap. Um, uh, I gave you that, that, that statistic, which I will say yeah. before you reply, there are some other things I, I just want to get out there and mm-hmm. I can, I can go back and do them exactly to go, go back if you want to reply to them, but I do, I do want to get them out here. Yeah. Let me just double check here to make sure we're making good time. Okay. We are. Cool. Um, so I, I did want to say that the next mm-hmm. post I wanted to pl- uh, say was that, you know, okay, the police system has, has existed for so long. How can we just get rid of it? Want to be chaos. Cause like you were saying, some people believe that defunding means to get rid of. Okay. Well, if you if you think of it like I'm not saying like, defunding means to get rid of, but like a lot of people that say defunding want to get rid of it, but like you can't just remove the funding, you can't just get rid of it. You have to reform it. There has to be mm-hmm. overtime reform. Which, it's gonna be step by step. I am know? I am getting to that. Yeah, of course. Um it's understandable to think of it as chaotic. We are not mm-hmm. calling for the immediate and total uh, abolition of the police. Yeah. We're arguing that the large sums of money, like I said before, mm-hmm. that go into the police force be allocated into more preventative measures, not reactionary. That is called defunding the police. And in addition, which is food for thought, defenders of slavery argue that if all of the slaves were freed, there would be widespread unemployment and chaos. Defenders of slavery argue that the slave, that slavery had existed throughout history was a kind of natural state of mankind, right? Mm-hmm. And slavery was also thought to be an institution that was permanently ingrained into America, but we were able to abolish it. So if we could abolish slavery, I believe that we can do something as simple as defund the police. Now, what does it mean to defund the police? Most crimes that police arrest people for are nonviolent or low-level offenses, actually. Mm-hmm. The data shows that more than 10.5 million arrests made every year the bulk are for non-criminal behavior, drug violations, and low-level offenses. Since 1980, arrests for drug violations have increased by 170%, and racial disparities in enforcement have grown even more stark. For example, rather than arrest the homeless, why not invest in affordable housing? We aren't calling to immediately take away all the money towards policing, but let's redistribute the money we would have used to arrest people for nonviolent crimes and put them towards preventative measures. Um, why do you fund the police, like you were saying, instead of reforming? Well, putting band-aids on a stab wound won't heal it. Giving police body cameras diversity training... Oh, yeah, I don't want to it either, you know. These are all examples of putting band-aids on a much deeper wound. The Minneapolis Police Department is a prime example, implemented various trainings, and did this not... But it, all of that did not save George Floyd. Why do we as a public keep expecting police officers to fill the role of nurses, social workers, housing specialists, mental health, uh, health experts, etc., uh, we don't need more police. We need more commitment to address the cause of poverty and all these other issues. I don't disagree with a lot of that. You know? Yeah. I I mean, I, and again, I was just doing that as a reply, so yeah. it was more articulated in my response. Um, but now whatever you were going to say. Um, well, since we're on the topic of... Um, let's just go on to the topic of all I said. Because honestly, I don't, I don't okay. want to get too dwell, like, tired no, with statistics. Fine. Because we can sit here and talk about statistics about, okay, Very the true. crime is a causation for this. But like at the end of the day... People's life choices lead up to can then lead up to where they end up in life, and like I'm not gonna make that a direct causation. I'm not gonna say because you make these bad choices you deserve or you're gonna be in this position. I'm not gonna say that. At and, all. and real quick, I do want to say um again, mm-hmm. if you've been listening to this podcast all the way up until now and are still listening, thank you. Mm-hmm. But this is also for you to make your own decisions and yeah. decide how the way you feel. Yeah, this you have to, everybody right. should try to be a th- at the end of the day try to be a free thinker. Think for yourself. Don't exactly. let the news and the and the mainstream tell you what to believe. Whether it be one side or the other, I don't care who it is. Like, exactly. Think for yourself. Look, do the research on both sides of yourself. Get both perspectives, and then at the end yes. of the day, look back and decide. Okay, what is my what is the truth at the end of the day? Not what is this group's group? What is that group's group? Exactly. Tell, decide what is the truth. Um, and then go from there. But for the allies matter, Brandon ended up making. Uh, a post during yeah. Blackout Tuesday, yeah. which we feel very differently about, but that's yeah. okay because you know. Um, but I had done a, a Blackout Tuesday post um, without the Black Lives Matter hashtag, 
mm-hmm. um, because that that did end up messing with some stuff, which yeah. I know you'll bring up. But yeah, Brandon, you had you had done that during Blackout Tuesday. You had posted a white picture with that was a great all picture life. with great is gray saying okay. Black Lives Matter plus White Lives Matter equals All Lives Matter. Yes. Basically. So why do you feel so strongly about that? What pushed you to do that? Tell so, talk about what led you. Let me just say this: I can understand. I can totally agree with you and say that for a lot of people, all, saying all lives matter can be very insensitive and just trying to take away from the point that they're saying their lives matter and their problems are important. Of course. Like, for example, I'll give you this analogy. If somebody, some some guy, their wife dies, to so them, they're saying, my wife matters. You know, my wife is important. But then somebody comes up and saying, well, all, everybody's wives matter. But no, but to that guy, that guy's wife matters more. You know, that, that mm-hmm. guy's wife just died, you know? Like, it, it, that's that's the whole point is you have to focus on, okay, to them... Their lives are more important, and I completely understand it. I, my, my thing about why, like, what I think people misunderstand why people say black or oh, all lives matter. I think it's I think it's just dumb to just straight up say oh all lives matter, of course. But like, I think what my point in trying to do that is is say we already acknowledge that your lives are just as equal to ours as ours are to yours. We we don't believe in this racist idea that you're less than us or whatever, that you're... But you can't just say that. You can't just say that. And I I learned from that. I was like, you know what? You're right. I can't just sit here and say, tell people, because not everybody's going to see it like that, you know? The thing is, like, we want to tell people that, like, we, us as white people, us as Americans, whatever, us as human beings, we see you equally already. You're included. All Lives Matter includes black lives. You know, All all Lives Matter includes Mexican and Latino. You know, includes everybody. And... It's t- and some people will put it out there to say, oh, you guys are making your moms more important. But obviously, at the end of the day, right now, they are the big couple. You can't avoid that. Like, they're more important, you know? But I think maybe I was a little misjudged by posting it. But I don't regret posting it, obviously. I think that it's important to realize at the end of the day, we are received, not only do we receive as equal, but if you want to promote equality and not try to avoid, avoid promoting being above other races, like the whole problem is... Which with racism is that like saying for so for the longest time white people have been above the black people in terms of status and everything. We don't want to flip the turban, you know. Like, you can't fight like you can't do a one eighty and flip it and because that's just double the problem, you know. You can't. You have to fight it with love. You have to fight it with saying we are already equal. That's what. Um, and I'll get more into that a little bit later, but. So- I do have I do have a question then. Yeah, because I I will say thank you for for sharing your your train of mm-hmm. thought like uh, that was yeah. that's very important and I I appreciate that. Um. So, what would you say to the people that would argue that um hashtag white lives matter or white lives matter in general is a form of suppressing Black Lives Matter? I think it can be. I absolutely that? agree. It can be like if 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 like, if face value it could be. I mean. But I mean, I don't, I hope people don't just straight up just say, "Oh, white lives matter." I mean, of course it, of course, black lives matter. I think that at the end of the day, if we all realize that, like, that we're not saying one life matters over another. If people are saying white lives matter, are saying that their lives are more. Wait, important. did I say all or, lives matter or white lives? Matter? You said white lives. Fuck, I meant all lives. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, 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 no, I, I apologize. No. So that no, that know, was that was my fault. Re ignore the past thirty seconds. say that though, because because. Uh, Think about the problem. It would be messed up if white people were saying, "Oh, white." Oh, you know, no, I, I agree. That's, like, like, that's the whole argument, though. In it's my like, head, I like, like the white it picture. Sounds, and I, it sounds. I'm sorry. No, it's a great. It was a great picture. Freudian, but, yeah. Freudian slip. But like, it's kind of funny you say that because it is kind of messed up for people to say white lives matter in a sense because it's like saying, "Oh, we're more, we're we're power, we have power, blah blah blah," and that's kind of how it comes across to a lot of people that from on the other side that say, "Oh, you're just promoting this." Black power, black power, we have to have, be more powerful, in a sense. Not saying that that's the case, or that that's completely truth, but it can come across to other people as that. And that's why a lot of people are trying to bring unity by saying that all lives matter. That, but like, say, implying that they already do matter, and that we agree that, and that we should have find that common ground that we agree your lives matter. Not we're saying, not saying, oh, our lives matter more, our, our, your problems aren't significant or as significant. They are. And that we're trying to bring inclusivity, you know, and I get, I get, I see, I completely understand how people can completely misunderstand that. I completely agree with you on what your opinions are on it and why you'd see it like that. I can completely understand. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I did mean all lives matter as a yeah. suppression, which yeah. I guess that, that ends up tying in as well. Yeah. Um, and your reply was good. Your reply is actually very yeah. good. And I, I think that's, that's very interesting. I know that there are going to be a lot of people that are either going to agree with how we did this conversation or that are going to be well, very, I mean, hmm. Because, I mean, you can, I mean, just look at it from, like this. I mean, 
nobody's saying that Lives Matter isn't important and that's not a powerful movement. You know, like that's just look at it from both sides. Try to try not try to understand the validity of what I'm saying. I'm not saying oh we just should just say all that. I mean. Go with what you want to say, but at the end of the day, we want to under, have an understanding that we're all implying that we are all inclusive, we all are equal, and that's what we should be promoting at the end of the day. If you want to be equal with other people, you have to come to the agreement that we are already equal with the other race. We're all one race, the human race, you know? That's what we want to promote, that we're all already equal. We're trying to bring you up to that status that you don't feel like you're already at, you know? Which I'm actually, um, so something interesting, because I'm, I'm going to have, I'm sure Gabe will want to reply to some of the stuff that we've talked about or said. Um, something else in addition to that is that I'm mm. hoping to bring, um, she wishes to remain anonymous, but um, uh, she's going to go by the name Alex Marley. <laughs> and she's she's a very, like, so, like, you're more on, uh, I guess you could say the right. Yeah, like some she's side. hardcore yeah. on the Le- left. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. So I'm, I'm very curious to see how, like, the, the, the shift in, I think it's in, important to kind of bring go. yourself closer to the middle at the end of the day. I mean... You can have your conservatives, you can have your more liberal views, but at the end of the day, as long as you don't attack those people for character, just throw their argument away because of their beliefs and because Which of the party. Which is something else I hate, too. I yeah. hate how, like like you were saying earlier, that sometimes like all those belief systems or whatever are tied to a political party. Yeah. I hate political parties. Yeah, I, so I, I think they can be kind of dumb, but you can't ignore like politics, conservative and liberal at the end of the day because what they are is they are identity to a mindset, you know, they kind of describe and outline a lot of, they're not telling you what to believe and what to think, but because obviously not, nobody in those groups thinks like fits in all those categories and checks exactly, all those boxes exactly. off. And, and, yes. and they, they kind of just kind of group and kind of map out what those groups kind of re- try to represent. And I think on both sides, people try to paint the wrong picture for both of those ideas. At the end of the day, as long as both sides are thinking from valid, logical uh, points and positions, then they're both equal. They just come to different conclusions. I think we both uh, kind of do that a lot of the time. Is I think we both try to we definitely have logical. Avenues. We're both which which befuddles me, by the way, because you and I will like like mm-hmm. say something and we'll we'll have like that same train mm-hmm. of like thought. Yeah. it's like oh okay yeah, and then we'll explain the reasons why we say disagree. that. And it's like why am I going on the right side to get to that conclusion? Yeah. Why the hell are you going to the left yeah. side to get to that that's conclusion? Because that's that's the beauty. That's the great thing. That's the only good thing really about politics is that as long as both parties are going for the same goal but have different paths to get there it's constructive you know because you try with the presidencies you try one path out and then you try another path out but then when you have people on one side or the other they're saying these this person bad this person equal bad because their beliefs you know this this president bad you know that doesn't this doesn't help oh, anything if your goal is to take down the other side that's not good your goal should be to the same goal as the other person's just it's okay if it's different you know you just have to come up with reasons and evidence as to why your side is it works you know that's yeah. but um um not to redirect from this i think no, you're fine. No, no, keep, dude, but keep, obviously we want to talk about the main issue which is george floyd you know like yes. the whole reason this all started was because of george floyd and um obviously like let's just get this out of the way the cop he was a shitty person. He's a be- he's probably a bad person. Like what he did was absolutely wrong. So There's no way of justifying something it. Something I so before you continue, yeah. there's just like let me let, let, I'll let you say what you need to say. No, there's something interesting I found. I'm glad you, you brought up the topic of George Floyd. Yeah. He I'll get to that later. But essentially something that I ended up reading, which was very interesting, and I don't think would have happened without this movement. Mm-hmm. So you have first, second, and third degree murder charges, mm-hmm. right? Third oh, being the lowest, first being the highest, yeah. which is essentially manslaughter. Mm-hmm. Like you went there with intent. Yeah. Um. Originally, the officers were only going to be charged with third degree murder. Yeah, the first, the main one. Yeah, I don't know what the other ones like. The other let's ones. Let's focus on the main one, I guess. I, right as now. far as yeah. I know, they are an accessory for murder, but they have been arrested. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah, originally he was only going to be charged for third degree. And, and you don't want to know why, why that is, though. Degree. I mean, you don't want to know why this because they didn't want because with the judicial system, it's kind of crazy. Is if you try to go that higher thing, if they don't like win in the judicial system, then they lose the whole case altogether. If they go for the lesser one, they're more likely to get that case, and they want to get them charged as high as they can, which I think is kind of crazy how all that works. I looked into it, and that's what they said. Mm-hmm. They, said they said that's why. Everest, obviously, I think they found more and more stuff to push them up to that second-degree murder. Obviously, okay. you want to charge him for as high as you can yes. for the crime, because obviously he, what he did was absolutely wrong. He, there's no excuse. There's no way to justify what he did, no matter what... George Floyd did and didn't do even before and up and led up to that and even at that point like even if you resist arrest there's you can't validate taking someone's life like that's like trying to beg for it you know like this you just can't 
Like what he did was wrong. He, he there's no train. Cops are not trained to do that. At the end of the day, they're not supposed to do that. And the other cops can't spoke out against that. You know. Yes. Um, and I, but I think it's really interesting. I want to bring up this point that a lot of people care about George Floyd after the fact that he died, but a lot of them people forget for like like to forget about the fact of what led up like what his life before. He died. Like, what was his choices that he made before his death? Like, what? He, like, if you look into it, he was he was I mean, a shitty person. Yeah, he was a shitty. He was a, he was a no. criminal. I mean, he was on drugs when he got arrested. Yeah, he was on. I mean, he went. I mean, I'm sure you, a lot of people listening to this know this. I know you do as well, probably. But he, well, he, I didn't, he I broke didn't into a house and put a gun up to a pregnant lady and he robbed it. Which and, is horrible. Yeah, it's awful. That, that is and that doesn't excuse the cop for doing it. That doesn't make it right. But at the end of the day, where are the people saying, George, don't do this. This is bad. Your life matters now. You need to stop doing this. You need to stop. Like, where are people telling, like, and I'm not trying to generalize or anything, but like where are a lot, I think we can't disagree on the fact that a lot of, in a lot of black families in the black community, the fathers will leave. And and that's the reason why it's a stereotype because it's a lot, it's not all, but it's not even most. It's just a, a big, it's a big enough chunk of families that are left without fathers, why are those people telling those those fathers to say, "Hey, you need to stay in these families because um, because these people need a father figure"? You know, people that grow up without fathers are more likely to end up in jail, more likely to to not get these jobs and not get a college degree, and that's the problem. We need to start from the root, and that's why I think a lot of these crime rates are as high as they are per capita and whatnot is because we're not taking responsibility for the actions that lead up to. And I'm not saying the actions that George Floyd took led up to him getting arrested and made it, oh, less bad, you know? I'm not saying that at all. But at the end of the day, we need, why are we can't, why are we trying to, like, make, like, some people are trying to put wings on him and put murals of him, and I get, like, his life is valuable. It's not that it's not valuable, but don't glorify him as a great person when you don't, and not look at his past and not look at what kind of person he was, like, and then ignore the fact that there are people, like, other black people that did die that were great people, like the black cops and the other black people that died during these protests and whatnot, like, 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 let's look at people's character and stop looking at their, their skin color. And I think that's the, the biggest issue with this whole thing altogether is we're looking too much at this person was black, this person was white, this must be this, you know? Let's look at, like, if it, like let's look at, let's judge people by their character. And that's what I think Martin Luther did a lot of. And I think I'll get into that later. But yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on all that? Um, something that someone had, had brought up to me mm-hmm. are, are two things that I, I think tie in with that in that regard. Um, one being uh, Cameron, who said on my last podcast mm-hmm. that that said something very. I'm sure to listen to it a more, but I got to the point where you talked about the uh, the going into the city, but that's about. Yeah, and you're too. fine. Which I I definitely recommend listening to that because yeah, it, it was wow. Um, Shut up, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But but for the other thing, um, yeah, there, there are definitely people that could be better, quote unquote, quote martyrs. Yeah. Um, and I just I lost my train of thought. Yeah, you're talking about. Uh, Cameron and stuff, and that the, was the what first you talked about, and then you're talking about martyrs. Like, obviously, I don't think that Floyd was a, was a, I think people could agree that he wasn't a martyr. I think there were plenty of people beforehand that probably were martyrs. And like, at the end of the day, like, like there's no, you can't justify killing people. But um, I want to ask you, what about the cop killing Joy Floyd? What What about it was actually racist? What about it was? Oh, very, very good question, actually. Yeah, like can you, for explain me, to me, I'm, I'm so, gonna listen. In in other cases like the Brianna, so like I because this is gonna lead up to that answer. Yeah. In other cases like Trayvon Martin and mm-hmm. Brianna Taylor. Yeah. No, there was definitely race involved. There there was blatant evidence in in the mannerisms of And I'm not disagreeing with you. There are definitely yeah. evidence with with with, with um George up. Floyd. I think that it wasn't as much of a race issue as it was a police brutality issue. Okay. Do I do I believe that race played a role in the killing of his death? Yes, I think that that man, the way that the complaints were complied and the way that he acted, definitely could have been racist. But why do we default to that? Why do we default to him being racist? What if it was a black? If it was a, I feel like not only if it was a black cop killing a black man, we wouldn't be talking about it. But I feel like if it was a black cop killing a white man or a white cop killing a white man, we wouldn't be talking about it. Why is that? Why are we defaulting to this? That this narrative that no, they have to be more than likely racist because of the color of their skin. I think that in itself can be described as racist. Would you disagree? I mean, I feel like we need to look at okay, what we can't like like I said before, it's a hard thing. We don't know what that guy's going. We don't know what he's thinking. We don't know his motives. We can sit here all day and look at all the things he did before and try to claim these things to be racist and whatnot. But at the end of the day, 
it doesn't help anything if we don't know why he, what his intent was. Maybe, I mean, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna try to justify and try to think for why he did it, but to say, go by default and say that it's racist, I mean, what does that do for people? Like, why are we trying to... I feel like it's divisive, in a sense. No, in a sense, it is. It's a very, it's a very valid point right up right yeah. I, I think it is. I think, in a way, that is racist in itself. I think that, again, uh, just whether it's statistics or history or things that we've seen on the media, mm-hmm. um, especially the way you can act, they, they yeah. seem... Yeah, they like, seem. In my opinion, they seem to have a more aggressive tendency towards the black community. I could be wrong on that. But that's just what you've seen, though. I mean, I've seen... Exactly. It's seen, different in everybody's case. I've seen... There's a uh, post on the news um, a while back where uh, dad and his autistic six-year-old kid got shot brutally by police without even any... Like, they had their hands up and everything. Just got shot. And that was yeah. by two black police. And, and there's another... You know, uh, and I'm not trying to say, oh, this happens here, this happens here. But, like, it's all over, you know? It's not just... That's why I'm saying, how can we just say it's just a race thing or that's overwhelmingly? Because if you look at the stats... It's just it, even if even if it's a little more, it just can't be proven. And you, the only way to prove racism is by the heart. You know, obviously there's racist po- there were racist policies back in the day. There was Jim Crow. Oh, no, 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 keep keep going and then finish your, your right, the close point. Yeah. yeah. Um. But like, yeah, I just like at the end of the day, look into your heart. Like, think about why do you see? Why are they thinking this way? Why? What are they doing? Why are they actually? Treating people differently. How are they treating people differently? That's what I think people need to look at. Okay. 